You guys, we're going to have a great time tonight. Are you guys excited for a great show? Oh, my gosh, look, it's Jim. Hi, Jim. Hi. And he's got a board with sounds, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put this here. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to hear what Jim's pressing. Dear Ann Landis, oh, wow. my husband Dear and I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. Dear Ann My son got married in Dear Ann Landis. We were very happy. Dear Ann Landis. My wife is working on a concealer. Dear Ann She thinks way She had to get married. Dear Pod. Okay, you all, for the fourth year show, Dear Pod, please welcome to the stage Aaron McGuire and Patrick O'Brien. I want to thank all twos of fives That's of you great. for being here. Thank you so This is much. just a lovely hang. We got people watching from home at the live stream. Thank you and welcome to Caveat on the Lower East Side. Thank you for coming out, you guys. Oh my God, it's going to be a sexy, fun time. This is my co-host, Patty. Hello. And can we give it up for Jules at the bar right now? Awesome. So and welcome. Ashley. Oh, and Ashley, oh my God, how can I forget? Ashley Austin Morris, you guys, for warming you up gently, warming you up, showing you a good time on a Wednesday night on the Lower East Side. How are we feeling? We feeling good? Feeling spicy? You look spicy. Oh, yes, you do. I know you. Yes. Come on out, babies. So, uh, welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. Yes. I. <laughs> Correct. I'm your host, uh, Al Roker. I'm Sarah Brightman. And we're coming to you live from the fake Maha'a bar on the Lower East Side at Caveat in NYC. Can I hear it? Boo! You suck! All right. All right. All right. And this week, like all weeks, we are bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're dragging them out to the Lower East Side in Manhattan, and we're bringing them to weird bars and places, and we're showing them things they would never normally see. We're bringing them down to a dungeon, and maybe we're having some fun with them. What do you say? I like all those things. All those things. We're reading their articles, damn it. That's what we do this week, all weeks, every week. And this week is no different. We read the articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. Are you ready to hear some fun things tonight? Oh, yes, that is the sound of seven people clapping. That's nice. That's, That's nice. what it's all about. So if you haven't heard us before and you just wandered in on the Lower East Side and you're not a member of a gang up on the, uh, on the ground level, <laughs> uh, we're happy to have you down here. You found the door. You found the correct door to come into. It's a safe space. I love the Lower East Side. Do you come down here a lot? You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't. You don't. Well, don't. you don't have much call for it because you live in the kitchen of hell. Correct. Yeah. I'm lucky I got down. home. I know, I know. So. We're going to get you an Uber home. It's going to be absolutely it's fine. fine. It's, it's fine. a safe space. I come down to the Lower East Side a lot because, because, you know, there's a job. lot of comedy going on down here. From what I've heard. Yes. I haven't seen any, but from what i No, I've because heard. I invite you to shows and then you don't come. I have, I have other things to do. Uh, what do you have to do? Other things. Okay, then name some. Succession, do you watch it? I live it, so I don't actually have to. Um, <laughs> oh my God, that's, my that's so job. true. <gasps> I'm not, obviously, I'm not a. Okay, we're not allowed to say exactly what it is that you do, but just know that Patty works for the 0.001%. And we judge them and we take their money all at the same time. And according to my NDA, I can't say exactly. anything. Exactly, and scene. And scene, everybody. And 
There we have yeah. it. Yeah, but every time now I watch Succession and I see the um, the Crazy helicopters. Crazy person who's running around with her notebook, running up and down the stairs 500 times. That's you. That's me. He's <laughs> Anne Hathaway from Devil Wears Prada, basically. Yeah. Why isn't anybody ready? Oh. It's about right. Yeah, but every time I see a helicopter, ever since you told me how much it takes to, to book a helicopter mm -hmm. to the Hamptons, I, I hear the numbers in my head. In succession, I'm like, that's $8,000. Mm -hmm. Okay, $8,000 to get out to the boat, $8,000 to get way. back. I don't know if you guys uh, um, yeah, have know about Blade. All of us are in a basement on a Wednesday night, so none of us can afford this. Probably not. Probably not. But we uh, Blade is like the rich person's Uber. Taxi. Yeah, but yeah. by helicopter. Right. A oh, I thought you meant taxi, taxi like the show. Because no one here will probably know what ta taxi <laughs> is, but sure. I beg to differ. Okay, I'm sorry, everybody. Sorry. I'm Clap right it here. up if you've ever watched Taxi. That's a lot of people who know what Taxi is. Maybe the most depressing theme song of all time of oh any sitcom. It sounds like if Awake had some like music to it, that yeah. would be it. It's like when you're driving, like you're like drunk and you're in the backseat of a taxi, you know you've just really fucked up your night. Yeah. And that's what the song that's going on in your head while you're getting home, like, fuck. Yeah, I shouldn't have slept Why'd with I him. say that? Yeah. It's like, oh. Oh, God, why dad, did I wear that tonight? My dad is dead, and I asked, how's your dad? Oh, my God. Twice. Why? I know. Twice. I wore she a said padded was dead, bra. and then oh I asked him again. Wait, wait, do something depressing and I'll do the taxi theme song. Ready? <laughs> and then I spilled a drink all over myself and then I urinated on myself to say, no, 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 I just spilled a drink and then I couldn't stop peeing because I had that protein shake before, which was basically all water because I forgot to put the protein in. Fuck, why did I wear white pants? It's December. I'm lactose intolerant and I had... A yogurt-filled bar. No, no, no. <laughs> and it's sweaty. Anywho. You shouldn't wear the white pants. It's I, true. Godspeed. I yes. like this little built-in worry stone on this table here. Yeah, we have a little bit of a chipped thing going on here. Worry stone is an Irish thing, which I did not know. Correct. Yeah, it's because one of those weird Irish things that people give, thinking that it gets really helpful, and then it's just a piece of stone that has a groove if in it. If you gave me a worry stone, it'd be like a worry chiclet within a week. Correct. I'm too nervous to have something to rub. Ask my jewels. <laughs> I won't. Jim? I won't? Yes. But a worry stone is you're supposed to keep it in your pocket. It's basically so if you have horrible raging anxiety like myself, you'd have to keep buying these fucking stones every week. I know. Like an Irish person having a worry stone is really kind of... It's a lot of stones like to carry. Yeah. I mean, honestly, It's Christ. a big investment. So the oh. other day, what? No, when you said worry stones, it reminded me that, uh, okay, I've been I've been buying minerals. Like I've been buying. <laughs> I don't mean to be a basic bitch, but yes, I bought like lucite Zinc? or whatever. Yeah, like whatever's supposed to attract. Like money. on your shelf or to take? Um. Well, it was on my like shelf, ingest. but then I I put it in my purse, thinking that it would improve my situation. So you're not talking about like vitamins and shit like no, that. No, I'm talking about, talking about like crystals on your shelf. Yes, crystals. That's the word, crystals. My mother's favorite name, crystal. Crystal. Yeah, yeah she sure. was. She from Florida. Did I ever tell you that she wanted to name me Crystal? <laughs> <laughs> Is that correct? 
look at me. What about me, says Crystal? I'm an A cup. She has no business being on a pole. No. She doesn't like loose-sight like heels that no. has fish that swimming have the in fish. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but she looked at me I mean, I as, do. A, as a child, as I'm freshly newborn, and she looked at me and she was like, Erin oh, or Crystal? That's a Aaron. crystal right there. <laughs> crystal Gale. What are you going to name her? Diamond or Crystal? Cinnamon. I don't know. I think cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, Erin. Ooh, she wears white pants. Yeah. So I've been carrying crystals with me. And I don't mean to be basic, but I don't know if they're working or not. We'll find out. Give me like a month. Is this something that one of your California friends told you about? That no. you should carry like a piece of jade in your pocket? Uh, well, it's a mixed bag of things. I have a couple different crystals with me. Uh, oh, I switched purses, so they're not with me tonight. Oh, God! Yeah, I know, right? So you have a bunch of sharp rocks in your bag. This is like the, yeah. when the peanuts go trick-or-treating and Charlie Brown. This is Charlie. You're basically carrying around <laughs> yes. Charlie Brown's bag. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But they're more expensive. Slightly. Tell Charlie Brown that. He'll probably fucking kill himself. It's the only like toddler that walks around like... What the fuck am I hanging around with these kids for? Shouldn't this be making me money, you know, like giving me good luck, good fortune and relationships with the shit or in your whatever? Bag? Yeah, Are you that's talking about Charlie Brown. Well, look, both. Yeah, why well, not? Well, if it's not working, I don't know why you're carrying an extra 25 pounds in your fucking purse. I'm a female in New York City. We're carrying that much Yeah, anyway. but you're from New York. You're not exactly, from exactly. I'm sorry, but aren't you a female in New York? And how many pounds of shit are in your bag right now? Yeah, exactly. I'm so like, I have a curling iron in that? there. <clears throat> it's like yep. carrying a Bowflex in your bag. There's really no point to it. Who buys a Bowflex a, anymore? Who buys and wears crystals in their purse? I see your Bowflex, and I raise you a Nordic track. Yeah. Have you ever stood behind a, someone's mom doing a fucking Nordic track and she didn't tell you? I broke a Nordic you? track at a gold gym in Arlington, Massachusetts. What fucked up gym has a Nordic track what as a piece of equipment? What fucked up gym hired me to work the front desk? But, I don't understand. <laughs> for those who don't know what a Nordic track is, yeah. it's for people simulating skiing like Blythe Danner and Gwyneth Paltrow just a but then the blade shoots out of the machine, so if you're walking behind, it cracks you in your shin, and then it breaks your shin. There's really no exercise to it. It's just like you're basically on like a like a slow-moving, out-of-power treadmill. It's a horrible piece of machinery. It is the dumbest thing ever. So then why was it at your gym? What but kind of like gym is this? But like if Suzanne Summers can get the thigh master, why can't we make a Nordic track? You know, but that was like is, Sweden's that answer to the... Well, that actually did something, though. Yeah. Uh, so Nordic Track, I broke a Nordic Track because I worked at a Gold's Gym. Mm -hmm. uh, they hired me to work there for one day of the week. And that meant that I got a free membership. So I was like, aces. Uh, but I had to work the front desk on a Sunday. And I was also in charge of making the protein shakes. So it was a slow day. And I made myself a protein shake. But then I also had a protein bar. <laughs> And when that hit, <laughs> and when that hit home, it was like the fleet came in. It was. Uh, mm -hmm. I have five minutes before I, I self-destruct. <laughs> I left 
the front desk completely empty mm. with like a money tray sitting out for anybody to take whatever they wanted. I would have known exactly what was happening. There was an errand-shaped hole in the wall of the Gold's mm -hmm. Gym <laughs> in Arlington, Massachusetts, because I couldn't find a bathroom fast enough. I left for like 15 minutes. I was like, when I come back, I was surprised the Nordic track wasn't gone. But then I worked out later that day, and then I got on the Nordic track and I broke it. How did you break it? I had too much power. Would you, was it in front of a window? That's the other thing. Because it goes off both sides, so then it shoots through the glass and then hits someone in the shin. Did you ever fall off a moving treadmill? No. Don't ever close your eyes on a treadmill. I don't see. That is a, tr a like, I, <coughs> I was on a treadmill and I thought I'm really into this run and I should close my eyes for like a millisecond and like really get into myself. Why? And if you close your eyes on a moving treadmill, it will shoot your ass across the room. <laughs> That's God why you don't close. Well, that life fitness, that lifetime fitness, is never the same. I closed my eyes. I got shot across. The it's your own goddamn fault. I'm sorry, everybody. I did. Yeah, I got shot. See, I can I can barely look up into the sky when I'm running because, especially like at my gay gym, um, what I like it is, is the gayest when gym ever. It really is correct. Temple. It is Temple Grandin. TMPL. Yeah. I wish it were Temple Grandin's gym. That'd be a lot more fun. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's were like wearing bolo ties, <laughs> western shirts, working out. I'm like, well, you are sweating. That is a lot of denim for a treadmill. <laughs> no, I only really know the clay. Well, I only really know the clay. Claire Danes version of Temple. Yeah, it's like a lot of fringe. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fringe working out in front of you. Oh my god. But I had some guy jump on my treadmill, and not on my treadmill. Can you imagine? Like, what the fuck? But that's basically what happens at a gay gym. But at my gay gym in particular, there's two, three, six rows of treadmills. I like to find the treadmill that is away from everyone that doesn't, that I'm not running into a brick wall because then I just feel like, well, this is too symbolic of my own. Of your life. Of exactly. Life. It's like so you're I looking will, at your right. own trajectory. So I will face the other homosexuals working out. And now someone gets on the treadmill. So I'm on my treadmill. <laughs> I'm, my eyes are wide open because... I'm part of Creed. You're smart, yeah, okay. Um, and then this little thing gets up and gets on the treadmill, because there's another treadmill facing, I don't know who did this, I, they who then the faced me, each other. so the treadmills are facing each other, so you're running at each other like you're in, but you in can't like some reach Nintendo game. You're like, yeah. so he's running, and I look at him, and then I look to my left at the <coughs> empty treadmills, and then I look to the right to the other tre empty treadmills, and I look behind me, but not too much because I still want to stay on the treadmill smart, and be like, smart. and I'm nearly motioning like. <laughs> <laughs> and you he's and he's just like anything. running at me, staring in me at in, in my in face you. in oh, me. Wow. He's staring. No, he's staring in my eyes, running at me. There's literally like not a single fucking person on any cardio machine, period. Do you think he was and trying to I'm pick running, you up though? Do you think he had an agenda? No, he's like 17. I'm going to be 47 years old. I'm Don't basically Don't say invisible. that out loud. I just did. We're going to get canceled. The algorithm's going to cancel too us. Late, too late. Yeah, oh my God. But how do you know he didn't want a zaddy or something? I mean, Is that like Zatarans, but for dads? <laughs> yes, it's a southern daddy who loves rice I love, dishes. I love this rice dish. <laughs> can I call you daddy? You can call me Zatarati. Call me Zaddy. <laughs> Zatarati. <laughs> that ready? Let's go fuck. I, I can't think that he wouldn't have that agenda. You know what I mean? 
Wait, about, are we, are we talking about the rice or about hooking? I don't now remember. Now I don't even know I'm, anymore, I'm just hungry but why now. not have both? Yeah, he would not have carbs. He's working mm. out at Temple. Oh, my God, that was a sign to my career. <laughs> he just he fell off the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> and he's here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> do, 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 Sorry, I'm here. I'm late. <laughs> so I fell off the treadmill while I was eating Zatarans while I was looking at that dad. I think he was trying to pick you up. I highly doubt it. You don't have enough faith in yourself. No, I do. <laughs> I do. I just know things. Wow, why would he choose to run into you? He didn't run, actually, because he's on his own treadmill. I know, treadmill. because he's trapped on the treadmill, but still. But he chose that treadmill. Oh, my God. And also, That's like what happens with millennials here. They don't hold the door for you in your own building for the elevator. And be like, yeah. like normal people do. Like, oh, this one's here. Oh, thank you so much. And you get no, in. And God millennials, no. they get in. Close they, the door. They close the door. And then you have to be the one that's 20 years older that races down seven fucking flights of stairs and says, no, I got it. <laughs> and you don't come up with that joke unless you've lived it. I'm like, already sweating so as if I ran down seven flights of stairs. This happened the other day. I do this to, uh, like, my, I say this to my husband all the time. Like, I come in, I'm like, there is some fucking 21-year-old <laughs> in this fucking building. And he's like, oh, shit. What did he say? They, what, it's what he didn't say. Was he like, is it Kurt? I know him. <laughs> He runs against I you on the I want these treadmill. kids to say thank you, like when you hold the door for them and they don't say anything, yeah. as if I work there, as if I'm holding the door for everybody, for well, every 21-year-old. i got to be honest, that's not just a millennial thing. I disagree. I, well, I am that person. What are you talking about? Because, well, no, no, I'll say you thank you if you hold the door for me, but I don't like to talk to people that much, but I'm talking about the elevator. I don't want, like, uh, like a Civil War reenactment. I want them to acknowledge <laughs> the fact that I'm standing there and I don't have a uniform, and this isn't the Tower of Terror where I'm telling them what's going to happen in about five minutes. I want them to say, acknowledge my presence and say, thank you. Otherwise, I want to grab them by their little ponytail and slam the door in their head until they've learned a lesson, uh, and Dallas. then I can go back to watching Dallas. <laughs> And then I'll be fine. But when you're in an elevator, don't you start pressing the clothes as soon as you get in there? I am that. Pr I'm, I'm sorry. It's well, not yeah. a millennial thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to share an elevator with you if I don't have to. If I see you running for it, you bet your ass I'm pressing the door closed. I'm like, no, 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 this is mine. I hear taken. what you're saying, but when we have two elevators, one is over there, the big one, yeah. and then there's the one that if you want to do surgery or look inside my veins, you go into this one because the lights are wow, so intense. I know. But sometimes one comes and the other one is normally broken. Okay. And so when one's coming here, because we're all standing here waiting for to go downstairs. So guess what? It's here. It's here, guys. It's kind of like, hey, mom, phone's for you. Like when we used to have normal phone. Yeah, regular people. Like, it's kind of like, hey, the elevator's here. Why don't you come in here? We can go down together. Like, I don't want to be your friend. I'm not going to date you. I'm a normal human being that lives on your fucking floor, knows where you fucking live. You see, maybe I'm too traumatized. I know where you, you live. You literally know where you live. You're literally going to be here, my neighbor, for at least a year. Like, I see your mailbox. Until I throw you in that wood chipper that's down 49th Street, cutting all the trees in Worldwide Plaza. Units, you have to put that somewhere. Correct. Um, I, because I am a person that everybody wants to talk to all the time. I disagree. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> it is a podcast. I, you're valid. Valid. Right, right. I hear you. We have three hours of silence. I acknowledge you. <laughs> uh, I... People want to talk to me in elevators, no matter what they do. So if the 
if I can ride an elevator alone, I'm closing the door on you because if you get in, okay. you're going to want to know my whole back history. You want to know my blood type. My, you want a urine sample, which I usually give in an elevator ride. Okay, so for ex let's do a little role play. Okay. Okay, we'll, we're in an elevator. All right. Do you want to be you or do you want me to be you? Ooh. Do you okay. want to be the person? Well, 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 you tell me. Want to feel what it's like to be me? You be me. You be me. I was you when I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have this. Now you got breasts. Yeah, that's funny the only how it difference. Works out. I know. Who knows? Anyway, God has a funny plan. Sure, she sure, she sure does. <laughs> she certainly does. <laughs> All right. So you're me. I'm everybody in an elevator ever. I would never do that. First, I don't know what you do in an elevator. We've never okay, taken for it. For anybody out. listening right now, Patty made like a perfume spray motion. No, I wouldn't do that to people. I I wear Elizabeth. Taylor's white diamonds, and I don't want to put anybody through that. All right, okay, leg. yeah, up the leg. All right, adjust my nylons. Okay. Well, no, she's putting her perfume. Oh, okay. She meaning you, if she, you anyway. Anyway, okay, but here so we are. Okay, we're in the elevator. Uh, is it raining outside? Yeah, that's more right. So that, that's anything. right. That's what it is. Yeah. As if th this isn't like a. <laughs> Baseball field. You're in an enclosed box, smaller than a casket. Yeah, yeah. And you're not going to acknowledge someone else's presence? Sometimes, no. Are you sure you're not a gay man? Because this is really... I should go to Temple. You should. Yeah. Because that's what I do. I, just I know. If my headphones don't even work, I'm not talking to you. I'm going to keep them in. But I put my headphones in all the time, and people still talk to me. I put my headphones in. I put a hoodie on. I put a hat over the hoodie. I could put a hazmat suit on. People still want to talk to me. And that line that I just told you is, you know, like the crossover, if you live in New York City and you take like the two train or whatever, and you have to get to the E train at 42nd Street, there is a massive corridor that you have to walk down. It's very long. It's very, it goes on for a long time. And it was like rush hour and we're all the cattle and we're all walking together. We're all roughly at the same pace. I'm in my own zone. And just a guy out of nowhere was like, do you know if it's still raining outside? I'm like, I'm in a tunnel You're with you. What do I know? I don't know. So there you go. Well, you didn't have to answer I'm him. I went, I looked at him, but here's the thing. I just got Botox, so he, my resting bitch face is gone. So now you're like wide open. So like now I'm like, no. Oh, now and you're just I, fucking creeping. So you are a New Yorker. But then I ran. Getting, like, the I just ran face. away because I was like, I just, just run. Just go. You have a whole corridor to run down. Now, if you don't mind, uh, Jules is behind you giving me the high sign. He wants us to do articles right oh, now. Oh, oh. What do you want? Look, honey, you're, you're, you're welcome. And what else do you have to do? Oh, oh, dear. Oh, I don't okay. know. I've got a whole list of things. I oh, guess I'll okay. Have it here. All right. Oh, oh, here, okay. I have, a, I have it right here. Oh, thank you so much. How dare I forget? Socials, all that stuff. Socials. Oh, so here's the thing. Welcome again to Dear Pod Live. All five of you, I'm very happy you're here. Everybody listen at home. I hope you're having a good time. We are coming to you live from the Caveat Bar, downtown Caveat. We love Caveat NYC. Love uh, we want to give a little Patreon shout-out because if you follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash official for a mere 3 or $5 a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. One of Great. the benefits being we give you a Patreon birthday shout-out. So I would love to get, like to give a May... Patreon birthday shout out to Nicole Maroney, everybody. Nicole. Nicole so Maroney. give a little happy Nicole birthday to Nicole. Maroney. She'll be traveling around the, the sun desk, uh, again Maroney. on May 12th. That is right, Nicole Maroney. You're, you're celebrating your birth, and we are celebrating you, baby. So here we are, giving you plenty of love. Uh, 
Would you like a live commercial now or a little bit later? Are you looking no for a fun night out in between pandemics and world wars? I am. Then treat yourself to an evening of funny, sharp, joyfully nerdy comedy at Caveat in New York City. Caveat is dedicated to quick wits and observations, comedy programming that makes you learn while you laugh. And they got cheap drinks! So get on over to caveat.nyc and check out some of the phenomenal shows they have on deck. That's C-A-V-E-A-T.NYC. Because life's about learning, and learning is better with jokes. Caveat! Yes, lovely. I like that you exercised your spelling capability. Thank you. I'm very good. I'm very good. I got your a wine is making me. Oh, I'm so, it's empty, so that's okay. Oh. oh, God, you're so organized. Yes, I am a speller. I had to speak and spell when I was little. I got a very high spelling score on my SATs, mm. and my math SATs, I got a 330. Just FYI, you get 200 points for signing your name. Okay. So technically, I got a 130 on my math SATs. Listen. You hear that disappointed sound from somebody <laughs> in the audience, yes. like, oh, you stupid girl. It wasn't just one person. It no, was it was many several people. people. Yeah, yeah and it was Listen. actually my internal monologue. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, how about uh, a uh, live studio audience shout out? Oh, we could do a little live studio audience shout out. We actually have a handful of lives oh, because this is well, our live show in NYC. All five of you, audience. I can address each one of you. I just <laughs> want to give a little special <laughs> shout out to some some Deerpot super fans. One of whom uh, I'm very thrilled is here this evening, and now I'm sorry that she's here because her show is closed. But she was a Christine Daae in Phantom of the Opera on the Broadway, <laughs> which is no longer with us. R.I.P. Phantom. God rest its soul. You've had 35 amazing years, and I'm sad that you are not at work, but I am thrilled that you are here, Elizabeth Welch, <laughs> celebrating with us. So we can probably drop one of these lights on if I it makes know. you feel better. Congratulations. Oh, and another phantom. Oh, that's right. We have a double phantom. Oh, my God. Oh you my. guys, we have like half the cast here. Let's do it again. Come on. Do a quick reenactment of the show. Softly, gently. I don't know why they never had me in that show. I don't know. I always wanted to be that random chick that was like, the hand at the level of your eye. That was the only gig that I ever felt right for. Huh. Not the you angel know? on the top of the stage. No, and then falls over and like yeah. hits somebody. Uh, yeah, just like crouching just there. Just like painted gold every yeah. night and be like, this is ridiculous. But guys. I, I don't say a goddamn word. But like, even when I was like 12 and listening to the, the cast, or because I'm going to age. Okay. When I was like nine and I was listening to Phantom of the Opera, when I was like five mm. and I was listening to Phantom of the Opera. When I was in the womb, I was listening to Phantom. I know, and my mother was like, you're going to love Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> it and is like, Jesus FYI. God. My mother's favorite musical. Phantom loves of the Phantom. Opera. Yes, love it. I think that's everyone's mother's favorite musical. Yeah, pretty much. It's a standard issue mother favorite Correct. musical it's moment. It's at least one of the six CDs in your parents' disc changer in the back Wait, of their okay, car. Wait, okay, what are the others? Okay, name your other CDs that are in your parents' disc changer. Well, thank you for bringing up my dead dad. I only have one parent. Okay, awkward. Thought we talked yeah. about this. But this was when they had CDs, so that was fine then. Okay. Right. Well, she still is here, so well, she still has a... Okay, so anyway. she has a disc changer? Of course she does. She hasn't gotten a new car in about 15 years. Oh, she doesn't oh my God. drive her, she, it. Her Saturn five. is amazing. Oh I, my wish, God. I wish she had a Saturn. She has I th Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Uh, Josh Groban. What? Uh, 
Josh Groban. No! Josh Groban. Are they three different ones? No, it's the three, three same three Josh Groban series. Yeah, yeah. She's fucking crazy. How does she listen to Josh Groban and not fall asleep while she drives? Because every older woman loves Josh Groban. Oh my God, that or Clay Aiken. That's why Sweeney Todd's never going to close until he leaves the show. Oh my God, as long as there's women over the age of sixty, he is going to have a job. I mean, if Lisa Renna's going to go, you know, there's going to be a lot of like poise pads thrown at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> or it depends. Wait, what are the other ones? We got three Josh Grobe and one Phantom of the Opera. What's the other one? Uh, 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 Drowsy Chaperone, which oh. is basically the same thing. How specific. I took her to the Drowsy Sh Chaperone opening night. Oh, and so she got and that's attached. That's where she, yeah. Okay, That's gotcha. where she saw Liza Minnelli, and she thought she was going to die. All right. Oh, wait. Oh, he just shook a, he shook a paper at it us. It seemed like a pigeon was landing. <laughs> Right it is the Lower East Side. It could happen. Sure. They get inside a lot, you know. So, okay, every week we read the articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. Sure, we haven't done that for the last 45 minutes, but now we're going to do it. Are you ready? We had to lube up. We had to get ready for this it's thing. It's just what we do in the basement. Yeah, what you're seeing is what we do in the basement every... So much we edited. Oh, my God. No, no. Really? I liked it when Ed McMahon didn't talk on The Tonight Show. Let me tell you what. Here's the problem about bringing Jules out of his cage. Son Usually we it. keep him in a cage in the basement. We let him out for the night, and look what happens. You give him one boozy gets seltzer, really and he thinks he knows. He gets, yeah, he gets lippy. Yeah. Oh, God damn. All right, so here's what we do. We read the articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We usually come up with a theme every week, but this week we're just throwing shit up in the air. So let's do a grab bag theme where we grab anything that just our hearts desire from the catalog of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. Would you like to kick us off? I can't wait to hear your articles. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Also new to me. This is from the Charlotte News, Charlotte, North Carolina, June 15th, 1974. Twas a Saturday. Dear Abby, I'm a 33-year-old married man who has had this problem ever since I could tell the difference between a boy and a girl. You guessed it. I can't resist women. Maybe I should say the problem is that <laughs> women can't resist me. I'm a pretty good-looking guy, I'm told, and have an athletic build and keep in shape. But the ladies tell me it's a sexy look in my eye that gets them. I want to be hit by a car right now. <laughs> I love my wife. We've been married for seven years and have two children, but I can't leave other women alone. Right now, I've been, I have something going with my my best friend's wife, and also with my wife's best friend. It's not a heavy love affair in either case, but it's fun. In my defense, let me say I've never propositioned a woman in my life. They approach me, and I can't say no. Can you help me? Signed, ladies man. Get over yourself. This guy's an asshole. Yeah. She responds with, dear man, I'm all choked up. You can say no if you want to, and you better start trying before somebody does your wife a favor and tells her. I think she probably fucking knows at this point. Oh, yeah. Wait, so now it's the best friend's husband and the husband's best friend? Correct. Oh, okay. So he kind of like kept with the wordplay. He's like, well, maybe I'll try I this I know. One. Would you like it? Makes it quirkier. This guy's an asshole. Does he live in the suburbs is the question. I don't know him. I just read the letter. Well, you should write to him. Get in your way back machine. It's 1974. He's probably dead by I now. I mean, he was never say never. He could still be years going at it. You know, he's got a lot of people. Here's what I just discovered recently, and this is very upsetting to me. Uh, in the Jim suburbs. Jim is having sex with your best friend. Well, you know, she's in California, but that's fine. 
It's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Patrick Chuck. O'Brien. I'm right yeah, here. He goes up to Chuck's place. He's like, hey, whatever. We do this now. This is what we do. In the suburbs, did you know this? And I did not know this. I just found out this out in the past week. Otherwise, it would change everything about the house. Uh, pineapples are a sign that you're a swinger. Oh, I thought it was just, what? If you put what? A I kid you not. I thought it's a sign of welcoming. Well, I mean, everybody's I guess it welcome. Is. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, I got no my greater, face. There's no greater welcome than the. Do you want to sleep together? Come on, let's do it. We're in the suburbs. Is this what just else a is New there Jersey to do? Thing? We have an Applebee's. We have a Costco. What else? What else do you do at that point? It's not a New Jersey thing. It's an, a universal thing. It's a universal swinger code. Uh, who knew? I didn't is this know. like the gay, like uh, different colored handkerchief in the back of your pocket? Oh, I didn't know that. Everybody, what? I didn't. I'm not a good homosexual man. I'm sorry. Uh, I have to learn these things. But yeah. I didn't know well, that there was. I don't wear them. But th in back in the day. Wow, that's so Bruce Springsteen. What? He had a handkerchief in his back pocket. Oh. I think we just him. cracked the code today. I think we did. Yeah, I uh, I just found out that if you put pineapples in your house, it means it tells everybody in the neighborhood that you're a swinger. So Our house going? is lousy with pineapples. It literally we have. A, a metal plaque in the front of our house that says the pineapple ranch. The pineapple ranch. How do we not have a line of people down there? Oh, also, I'm a little Maybe offended you're that we that don't good. have a line of people Maybe down you're not there. that good. Yeah. Maybe it's like trick-or-treating, like, don't go there. It's yeah. black licorice. You don't want to like, go to that. You know how, how people have blue pumpkins to say, like, this is an allergen-free house? What the fuck are you talking about? When you live in the suburbs, you learn things. And we don't have kids. Well, too, you just which can't decorate your house like a normal person. No, you have but to if you have like a blue pumpkin, it means that you put out anti-allergen candies. What if you have a Smurf pumpkin theme and then you're then giving you out? You better have a nut-free candy like up in there. Peanut butter patties. You better or have something. like a, a Three Musketeers. Maybe your kid shouldn't fucking go out of his bubble <laughs> for trick or treating. <laughs> there's a reason there's a staple in his fucking candy bar. Exactly. So now you have a bubble boy and you're a swinger. I don't understand the codes in the suburbs. Well, you just told them to me, so I apparently didn't, you but do. I didn't understand. Like, why would I know that? I don't know that. And now when you go into our house, there's like every square inch of it has a pineapple on it, so people really think we want it. I'll tell you this. When I walk in your house and I see these pineapples, <laughs> I never think that you want it that bad. Just to let you know. I'm just saying we're available. I'm just saying... I don't want any of your pineapple and I'm just pieces saying, or chunks. The fact that it's also pineapples and nobody has propositioned us is the more offensive thing. Maybe it's the way that you talk about your neighbors on this podcast. Valid, valid. If they listen that to Maybe it. that's why they're not beating okay, down touche. your door. I hear you. I see you. It's also the same thing with, like, whenever we first got married, when people first get married, they think that the next thing that comes is that they're going to pressure you to have a kid. And nobody ever did that for the two of us. And I was like, we're very cute. No, okay. no pressure. We didn't want them. but Very cute people also don't procreate because they know things. The hidden treasures no. of life is not <laughs> having a child. They want to travel and be cute elsewhere. Or sometimes, you know what, your genetics just don't connect. And no. sometimes when they do connect... That's and a weird you get a Frankenstein. Kid. Oh, yeah. And you can't shove that thing back in until it's done. Says you. Because you got it. But we're making advancements in technology. We're not. We're not. We're going back in time. So basically, I'm available is what I'm saying. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm still not available for you and your ranch. Damn it! All right, I have an article for you. Are you ready? 
This one comes from the Spokane Chronicle. Where? Spokane, Washington. October 6, 1975. Ooh. This one's entitled, Button, Button, Who's? Clever. I know. I like to leave it open and very questionable. Dear Ann Landers, I don't know how to tell you this because I don't want you to think we're a bunch of crazy kids, but seven of us, 15 to 17 years of age, were sitting around last night comparing our belly buttons. Four of the guys had belly buttons that were like recessed. One girl had, and one girl and two guys had belly buttons that stuck out. We all agreed the ones that stuck out were quite ugly. No one knew the reason for the difference, and we were wondering if anything could be done to change a belly button once it was there. For example, the girl with the ugly one said she might want to be a belly dancer one day and considered her imperfection an occupational hazard. Will you please give us some information on the subject? We looked in two dictionaries and could find out very little. Signed, Students of Anatomy. Before we continue, this is written by a 13-year-old? Uh, 15 to 17. 15. Yeah. That is disgusting, what's happening okay. behind us right now. There's just a wall of belly buttons behind us, and it's like triggering me. Okay. All right. Here's Anne's answer. Dear students, things must be pretty dull in your crowd if you have to sit around comparing belly buttons. But people have been contemplating their navels for quite some time, and since your questions sound like an honest search for information, I will try to enlighten you. The belly button is what is left of the cord that linked you to your mother before you were born. The prettiest ones are neatly rounded and slightly sunken. The protruding kind somehow did not close deeply enough, but no harm was done. It is possible to have a surgeon beautify a navel if a person wants to go through the expense, time, and trouble, but it's hardly worth it, even for an aspiring belly dancer. She really went deep for... She went deep Some in that belly button. topic. Yeah, exactly. But this is what she does. She goes deep on the ridiculous shit. I was really hoping that you'd, you'd say, like what most kids do in a circle, you're just comparing your penises. and. Oh, that's a very different party you went to. Well, yeah. Well, this is... <laughs> what is that? I don't like, know where big, you... I, I, know I already you saw while you were swimming. Big fucking deal. I know. Are you an innie or an outie? In, like a normal person, I'm an innie. I had a friend who was an Audi. Okay. And it was very distracting. Did it they really put was. one of these things on it? Oh, 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 I'm wearing a wrap dress so you can't see it right now, but I still have a belly button ring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was trending in the 90s, and then I never left, I never, like, it's pierced. And, and then what? I, I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> just whip through the calendar right now. <laughs> you did it in the 90s. Yeah. Is it, you can take it out, though, because I'm could. assuming these can come out, right? Yeah, yeah, I could take it out but, any day. Okay. But I don't. Okay, does Jim have one? <laughs> no, he has a Prince Albert. Ah, could you Different. <laughs> no, I cannot. No, I know. I don't want to traumatize the listener. Have you had any male friends who've pierced their... Belly buttons? Mm -hmm. uh, one. And how'd it look? Odd. Correct. But on a girl, it looked a, it looked a little bit better. It kind of dressed things up. But I don't know why I still have it. Even I don't know why I still have it. I don't know why you need to dress up your belly button because it's like, it's not going to look pretty no matter what the fuck you do to it. I literally it's like a like, shitty I'm house. having a moment right now okay. where I'm like, why do I still have, why do I still have this? And my job is done. Oh my god, I know that like, what's in hanging the basement off of on the it? Lower East Side? Is it just a? It's a McDonald's symbol. <laughs> There's a McDonald's symbol on the, the 
<laughs> You're McJoking, right? No, I'm not. No, she's not. Wait. <laughs> Wait. I, can't, I have a wrap dress on. Oh, my God. If I did this live in person. Should I? Wait, are you I would have kidding? to leave the stage for me to do this because there is a wrap dress. Like I would have to. I have a just belly button. Just tell. Just, just. Okay. What do you need to know? Okay, so it's a McDonald's logo. Yeah. It's an M. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like from product McGuire. placement. No, it's an. M. It's a McDonald's logo. It's so it's yellow. It's yeah. I thought it was quirky, but I thought it was quirky in like 1995, and it's still in my body. I never took it out, you guys. I haven't taken. I'm honest to God. I got it pierced in the night. I just you never have thought a McDonald's about it. placement on your body. Yes. So he's yeah, always. More than, so more he's than always going out to eat. Act <laughs> anyway. I just she has more than one product placement on her body. What's the other one? Oh, the, the I have a tattoo that's the symbol for O'Neill surfboard. I didn't know that when I put it on there. <laughs> it's just a tattoo. I mean, what ifs? You know. But I, I found the logo and I put it, I got a tattoo, I liked it, and then I was like, I wonder what it is. And then I saw, I was on a beach and I saw somebody who was surfing and they had the O'Neill stuff all over them and I was like, God damn, that's my tattoo. Is that when you slowly put like your towel yeah, on? Yeah, I was like, like, I wrapped it around myself and I walked back to the snack bar, I got myself some nerds and some Doritos, Cool Ranch, and mm. then I cried a little. But yeah, I have a belly button ring. I swear to God, on. by the end of this night, if I can find a way to get this out of my body and pass it around, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> That's the creepiest thing to bring home. They're like, here was a belly button ring that was in a female for over 30 years, you guys. Mm. It, it happened in the 90s, and nothing it's has like, ever it's changed. It's like a piece of phantom after 35 years. Exactly! It's oh finally my God. closed. I guess the theme Your of this navel week finally is letting closed. go. <laughs> it's letting go of the past. Oh, my God. Softly, gently, <laughs> night unfurls my belly button ring. Do you ever take it out? Never. <laughs> Never. I had it pierced, and then I just said it and forget it. I said it, and what? Uh, forget <laughs> it. It's like a Ron Kofu dehydrator. Okay, okay, all right. Maybe by the end of the Ron show calls. tonight, I will de-belly button ring myself, okay? People seem to be pushing me to do it. I'll, I'll, I'll find a time to make this happen. I have That's to leave great. the stage to do it, in which case you have to do your monologue from our town <laughs> while I'm doing that, Okay. <laughs> Sure, Give sure, me another sure. article right. in this the meantime. This is from the Springfield News Leader, Springfield, Missouri, December 6, 1991. Dear Abby, the problem I'm about to tell you is one you probably never heard before. My husband and I have been married for 14 years and have two great sons. My husband and I have had problems we've tried to resolve with counseling, but the counseling didn't work. So I decided I wanted to leave him while I was young enough to make a happier life for myself. I called my father-in-law and asked him to see him privately so he wouldn't be too shocked when I left his son. Well, he picked me up and we went for a drive out in the country. When I gave him my news, he gave me some. He said he and his wife never had a really good marriage, but they stayed with, their, stayed with her because of their children, who are now all grown. Then he told me he's always had special feelings for me, but he would never follow through on them because I belonged to his son. To make a long story short, we confessed our love for one another and want to spend the rest of our lives together. But we don't know how my sons will feel about having their grandfather for a stepfather. It's a mess, but you only live once. What should we do? Signed, true story. 
This is some Jenny Jones shit. This is fucking gross shit. This is amazing! Dear True Story, you both need to see a marriage counselor, but not the one you and your husband saw. <laughs> Please think this out carefully and make no announcements before you are certain that your decisions are sound, solid, and will stand the test of time. Are you kidding me? Have you ever? I, you know what this is? This is a new Netflix documentary. This is going to be like the next Netflix show that they were like, I love my father-in-law. Ah! It's on the thing! There, That's wild! I don't know if I could ever... I don't know. This is like... This is this is like um, the early Jenny Jones, uh, 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 Jerry Springer, Ricky Lake, when it's like, ding dong, you know, some, we've got a surprise for you, and it's like, I'm really in love with you, and it's like... Anna Nicole Smith's husband, oh who's my. 100 years old. Yes, oh my. So can you imagine sitting across from your father-in-law and being like, I have been talking Also, he really took a risk in being like, I'm really into you. And that she, she suddenly was like, you know what? Me too. Why not? It's Tuesday. How bad can it get? What else am I going to do? No, but everything the, will be fine. Well, that is a tightrope walk of do you like me. Uh... Can you imagine? Let's just let's just have a family Wait, dinner. Do you have a father-in-law? No. Yes. Just picture. But I'm saying, do you picture like he's here? Not not here he's not tonight. Here, I mean, no. maybe I don't know. Uh, if he got tickets, if he's streaming this live right now, he's shitting his pants. He turned it off <laughs> a right long now he's time like, ago. Take out the belly button ring. <laughs> Take out the belly button ring. Uh, okay. Now picture, picture, mm -hmm. if you will. Okay. You. Yes. And your father-in-law uh -huh. going for a ride in Provo, Utah, or wherever you are. Okay, let me just let me just stop you. I'm just gonna okay, wait, get wait, out wait, of the wait, car wait, right wait, now. Wait, go for the ride. Ready? Go for the ride. Na, 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 na. I'll get out from here. <laughs> I'll get out here. I'll You're get in out the middle here. of a bridge, I'll get Patrick. Out here. I'll yeah, just get I'll, out here. It's fine. I don't, don't deal stop the well car. With people's parents, particularly their dads. I've never liked them growing up, oh. and now they only make me uncomfortable. I don't know why. <laughs> so if someone's dad was like, here, I'll drive you home. Like, you know what? I walk home. It's over 600 miles. I'll swear to God, I'll <laughs> make it. Fine. I got great it's shoes. Patrick, we're in Colorado. That's fine. Okay. There's live coyotes. I am friends I don't, with all animals. We're in the animals. desert, Patrick. You need to have a ride home. We're all animals. That, uh, I, that makes you uncomfortable, just fathers, fathers in general. In general. Oh, should we unpack that? I don't think now is a good time. <laughs> <laughs> what better time is there? We're amongst friends. <laughs> We're only. amongst friends. That's <laughs> 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 all I can see. Oh, my God. All right. I have a final article for you. Are you ready? This one's completely bizarre. This one comes from the jerk as opposed to the other one. The Journal News from White Plains, New York, ladies and gentlemen. December twenty second, 1974. A good year. Good year for wine. Uh, the title of this is Anne Admits Spittoon Theft. I don't One even know time. what a spittoon is. What did you say? Anne Admits Spittoon Theft. Okay. All right, good. Um, okay. I'd like to buy a vowel. Dear Anne Landers, you strike me as a very honest person, but I'm sure you are not perfect. Do you have the courage to answer a very personal question in the paper, even if, it brings you, even if it brings you down a peg or two? Here it is. Have you ever, in your entire life, taken anything that didn't belong to you? Signed, Waiting in Newark. Of course, Newark. 
He's like, I took a car today. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like, not mine. It was How a the Cadillac. Fuck you think it was I got just here? sitting there. It had the keys near it. I don't know. I had this hanger. I just jammed it it's in the window. It's not my baby, I'm but I'll waiting, take it. I, but I'm waiting to hear what you have to say. It's not my baby. Here's the answer. Dear waiting, the answer is yes. When I was a senior in high school, 200 students took a supervised train trip to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Can you play the taxi theme song while I'm doing this? <laughs> took a supervised I train trip to Sioux. Oh, wow. No, That's fine. It's fine. Find the lower register. Mm. There it is. Mm. We took a Sorry. supervised Different. train trip Different. to Sioux Falls, South Dakota for a football game. After the game, there was a victory snake dance, and we snaked through the Elks Club. I saw a great-looking brass spittoon in the corner and decided it would make a unique souvenir. The following evening, I showed the spittoon to my father and expected him to marvel at my ingenuity. Instead, he ordered me to go to a local store, have the spittoon wrapped for shipping, and mailed back to the Elks Club in Sioux Falls at my own expense. With the spittoon went a letter of apology, and I had to sign my right name. Ooh. Right name. That lesson made me an indel made an indelible impression on me, and I've been souvenir shy ever since. Hey, what the fuck is a snake dance? What's a spittoon? A spittoon is what you spit in. Is that it? Ew! Why would she steal that? Wait, is that a spittoon? Is the thing that you spit into when you're like doing a wine tasting? I don't work there. I don't, I don't have any idea. Ask the guy from 1974. <laughs> So she stole something that someone had already spit in. Yeah. And then she brought it home and she showed it to her father thinking that he was going to like it. And he made her, her mail it back, first of all, to an Elks Club. Let's be honest. Have you ever been to an Elks Club? I can honestly say no. That was the place where I did the show. I did a, I did a show at an Elks Club. I don't need to brag, you know, you guys. But let's just say things are going well. That's great. And I did the Elks Club show, and I walked in, and this place looked like it was about to fall down. And I was like, who comes to these places anymore? And I went up to the bar, and I was like, I'll have a vodka soda. And they said, that'll be a buck fifty. And I was like, how can I join the Elks Club? <laughs> these places are fantastic and should never be knocked down at all. A buck Fifty vodka soda. It was Sky vodka, but I'll take what I can I'll get. Take Sky. You know, I'm not picky. I'm I would an equal say, opportunity drinker. Is it? Does anyone run a dimmer switch here at the Yeah, Elks exactly. Club? No? I don't need to is see this you. Just really like harsh overhead lighting oh, for everybody. Always harsh. Yes, right. a fluorescent light overhead and like a foot long sub or whatever they all. Blimpy. You know, the six foot sub. sub. That's what they eat. Yeah, nothing but lettuce. And yeah. Bread. So like, why the hell would they care if you stole something from the Elks Lodge? He didn't care. He didn't. You know they got that back in the mail and they were like, what the what hell is, is this? this? Yeah, oh, it has it has Carl's name engraved on the side. I didn't even know it was missing. He stole, Carl stole it himself. A spittoon. And it's haunted her ever since. Have you ever stolen anything? This is a safe space. Just hearts. Just hearts. A lot of hearts. Just hearts? <laughs> Stealing. <laughs> Stealing farts and breaking hearts or something or what was it? Whatever our t-shirt was. There was a T-shirt that somebody uh, that I saw online because the algorithm thinks uh -huh. I'm an asshole. Is this the <laughs> like, you know when you talk to your stealing phone? Hearts stealing hearts and breaking and farts. ripping farts. Or <laughs> Basically, classy. what I'm saying is that I'm classy, and the algorithm knows it. The algorithm is either showing me ads for things like that or or calf tans, which is more offensive. 
Okay. Then I'm like, fuck off, algorithm. Who do you think I am? <coughs> sorry, it got harsh. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, I got this angry. Is okay. This is a comedy podcast. It sure is. Not Didn't mean to go dark, sorry. everybody. But did you ever steal anything? When I was a, in my youth, I stole cigarettes, and then I went to Lake Lawn Lodge in Delavan, Wisconsin, and put them in a locker and then smoked them there. Okay. In, in the their, locker? Uh, no, in the... Uh, 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 in the actually, yeah, in the locker room, in the men's locker room, at this defunct resort that no one ever really went to. Oh my God, this is. And then I also stole a small pair of tra um, travel scissors <laughs> for no reason other than just to have them. Just to have them, you know, those scissors that fold into themselves. That feels so you, though. It's, I still have them like to this day. I don't know why. <laughs> Because if you went to the trouble to steal them, you might as well keep them. Well, I still feel like someone's going, even though this building has now been demolished, I feel like someone... Is going to find out that you took the scissors. Yeah, if I threw them away. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. I'm not Angela Lansbury. I don't know. I'm not a murder she wrote person. Maybe, wow. I don't know. I never stole anything because I'm a good Catholic girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is this just like a ruse to tell... Yeah, basically, I wanted to flush you out to oh, see what it, you've got. Great, great. Well, okay. Cigarettes and <laughs> Cigarette collapsible, and collapsible scissors. travel scissors. <laughs> we we are the baddest asses this is on the podcast community. I don't think it... Yeah, I think that's all I stole. But you still have the scissors. I do. What about well, the cigarettes? Well, no, I smoked them, you asshole. <laughs> 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 no, I still have them from uh, 1986. <laughs> Really stale. Oh my god. Well, otherwise you'd have to you'd spend like probably an hour and a half dropping all those quarters in that machine to get this. I love a vending machine, a cigarette vending machine. Yes. Oh, I loved that because they were at the Aku Aku in Cambridge, Massachusetts. They had a cigarette vending machine, and my parents would send me out there to get cigarettes all the time. I loved Massachusetts. It clearly says on the machine if you're under. And I was like a ten-year-old girl. Right. Yeah, and they just sent me out. But also there was a guy, my father used to um, be a base, he is a baseball coach, mm -hmm. and he used to co-coach with this guy named Barry who looked like a porn star. He had like red hair and this big mustache, really intense looking guy, sure. like really tall. I don't know why that's a detail. I had to tell I you when know, I'm talking about my childhood. made an impression <laughs> on you. But Barry, um, yeah, he handed me a 10, and he was like, go over See there. See upstairs. I know, I was like, well, <laughs> here I am. I do Let me show you my belly button. <laughs> yeah. ba -da -ba -ba -ba. <laughs> I'm loving it. Uh, <laughs> it was just all right. <laughs> so, yeah, he gave me a 10, and he was like, go buy me some camels. And then I got halfway across the street, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm eight years old. Like, I was the one who had to figure out that I was not of age to buy him cigarettes, mm -hmm. and I had to go back and tell him. Different time. I'm not old enough to buy. God, I love the 80s. That's great. Oh, hey, speaking of the 80s and speaking of a... a, a Traumatic childhood. Do you think we should call my mother? Not yet. You have a commercial coming up. Oh, that's true. God. So no. So no. Instead, I'm going to give you a sexy commercial. Are you ready for ad number two, everybody? Get excited. Hey, Patty. Hey. Let's say I want to do a podcast, a tape, mm -hmm. and edit a filmed audition, and put together a voiceover reel. That sounds great. Where should I go? I have no idea. I should go to Pineapple Ranch Productions, which is a full-service multimedia production company. If you're looking for someone to help you shine up your quality content to a high gloss, look no further than Pineapple Ranch. Check out Pineapple Ranch Productions on Instagram for a creative avalanche called Pineapple Ranch. We're also swingers. <laughs> <laughs> An avalanche rhymed with ranch. 
That's pretty much all that I got. Pineapple Ranch, everybody. Check us out. Came for the service and stayed for the pie. And they wouldn't Pineapple let me Ranch. go. <laughs> she has a belly button ring. That's right. So let's talk about traumatic childhood, shall we? Let's call my mother. Do you want to? Hit right. me with and it. And now it's time for the mob report. It's time to call me and see what the weather is like where I'm standing. Patty, make the dee 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 noise. You heard the lady, hit her with it. A dee 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 That's right, it's time. It's time to call my mother. It's time to call my mother, find out what the weather is like where she's standing in the hallway, and find out what else she has as far as thoughts on belly button rings and stealing things. All right, everybody. This is Hello, out here in TV land. Well, I think I'm a little hammer. Uh, I had a glass of wine. Took me 10 minutes to walk up these stairs. How many stairs are there? Three? There's there only three, right? God. How's it going? <laughs> Great. Today is Wednesday, and I'm in New York City. Beautiful downtown New York. It's beautiful here. And uh, I, then you're not here. Do <laughs> no, you know what Wednesday is? Wednesday is, what is Wednesday? <laughs> the day after Tuesday, the one before Thursday. And you know your father and I play a game every Wednesday morning. We play is this gonna is coming to pick up the trash first, the recycle or the trash bag? <laughs> you guys, you guys And then, and then the we play Wordle. I and had then my we therapist play... on speed dial. I was so ready. What game do you play? <laughs> and then we play Foodle. And then what? we play phrasal. What? We... Are you making shit up? Foodle <laughs> <laughs> oh and phrasal? Those are like the two Nazis from The Sound of Music, I think. <laughs> I, am, I am having a ball up here. Do you know I just stuck my head out the door and some guy said hi? I won't do that so again. I think I could get a boyfriend if I want one. <laughs> it's your journey. It's your journey it today. I, I just, Maybe yeah. that's your fretzel or whatever the your fuck it is fretzel. that you play. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you. Have you ever stolen anything? Have I ever stolen? Yes, a Snickers bar <laughs> and a set of uh, nails that was glue on to your hand back in the 1950s, I gotta tell you. Mm. So it was really glue that you had to use. Not, It's not the fancy stuff that you get now. So, but I, I was so, so tormented by stealing something that I went back with my 29 cents and I left it at the W.T. Grant because I stole their fingernails and I felt so bad. You're a wild, so I said, wild I would feel like I'm watching It's a piece. Wonderful Life right now. What was the design on the nails? I'm just curious. <laughs> well, they were made out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> what were your wooden nails? What did they look like? Well, not good, because, like, you know, they lasted about 10 minutes if you have to glue them on your hand. But then, all you, they just all fell off. Was there a but, pattern? Uh, was it, like, an American flag or yeah, ladybugs? Yeah, like, was or, it just a plain yeah. color? Or did you just steal, like, anything that you can get your hands on? Well, I was getting, I was age 12, and I was getting into cosmetics uh -huh. and trying to make myself look pretty. So these nails looked inviting. And so I... I felt terrible having stolen something, and I've never done it since. I want you to know, even though I wanted to take another Snickers bar, I never did. 
Not with those nails. Did you steal this, Nick? I know it's tough to lift things when you have Lee Press-Ons from like 1925. True. They're like asbestos-laden Lee Press-Ons. Wait, did you steal the Snickers bar at the same time as you stole the nails? Well, you know what? I can't hear you. (laughs) Say that again. I like the echo. Uh, Did you steal the Snickers bar at the same time that you stole the nails? Oh, no, no. The Snickers bar came first, and then I also felt guilty about that, so I went back with my 25 cents and left it with the man at the cashier because I was so guilty, so I couldn't sleep at night. So the nails were 29 cents? I know. I feel like I'm playing the prices right right now. Uh, Who knew? A cheap Snickers. Or really expensive (laughs) But also that Snickers could lead to a life of organized crime. Correct. Like it is a slippery slope. And look at where it goes. I'm fighting it every day. I'm fighting the good fight. Yeah, like you started with the Snickers and then she... It's like she started with the Snickers, she moved up to Lee Presson's, she tried to steal your mom's Saturn, and now she's picking up guys on the Lower East Side. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And yes. she's hammered. But I'm having a ball watching the traffic go by up here. I may not come back down. Um, <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff going on in the street, and it's just like total, total fun stuff. I love New York. I feel like we need I'm to bring her down before she gets arrested. Okay, okay. Is this like a stream of consciousness? It this is. is like a, like when one is of it the not? Poems from Jewel. It's about these foolish games. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for a live on the scene, like woman on the street moth report tonight. Can you tell us really quickly what the weather's like outside? Yeah, tell us what the weather's like and tell us if we can get cocaine up there. <laughs> well, there's a couple of trash bags in the middle of the street. Now, they weren't there when we came in, so they must somebody must have kicked them out there or something like that. There's a big That's not the question. motorcycle parked the right question out here. Is, what is the weather like hog, right? outside? <laughs> and, yeah, some guy was, he just parked it. It was so noisy. And I thought, wow, these are the sounds of summer. A man on his hog, and he was like, what? In was Christ's like crazy, name, crazy. are you talking about, woman? He was making so what? much noise. And now, this, and, uh, but I'm telling you, the people up here are so friendly. They're like looking in the window while I'm looking out Am the I window, in, and they're like waving at me. So what is friendly. the weather like outside? And there's some nice vehicles out here. There's some nice. Uh, oh yeah, and the ambulance just went by. And there's a Sunday store a couple of doors down. Oh, here comes another guy. He's smoking something. Listen, funny. And, this uh, isn't the shell answer, man. I'd I like would to love an ice cream right about now. Or a Snickers bar. Oh, my what? God. Does your mom only oh. drink absinthe? Yeah, it's no, it's quieting down out here, though. It's very quiet. The guy... Oh, my God. There's a whole pile of trash now. Okay. 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 That's great. Do you want to hang up? Uh, no, I want you to open up one of those bags of trash and then go through each piece. Don't. One she's by actually going to do it. She'll phone. do it. Oh Maybe my you'll God. run into that Snickers. I want to thank you for the most illuminating moth report I think we've ever had ever. Really informative. You know thank what you for it was answering like? you know, all of our questions. You know what Birdcage, when Gene Hackman's like, it's nice to travel from the north where it's cold to the south where it's warm. Experience. <gasps> hey, per- hi. Yeah, okay. No! no. Okay. All right. Have a good moth report. Hang up the phone and get down here right away. Okay. 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 I'm going to say bye to my friends, though. What? She made new friends. See ya. What was that kissy noise that she made? Did you hear that? 
Is it me? You heard she it, right? She said 10 cents a dance? <laughs> oh, give it up for the moth report, you guys. That was, that was something. If she doesn't come back down, we'll send somebody up looking for her. And you're probably going to have a little sister. I know. It's, it's fine. Oh, no, no. Hey. I can't help the magic, baby. Oh, my God. All right. Well, you know what it's time for in this fabulous... Now that we are cleansing the palate here for a minute, I feel like I need to call my therapist first thing tomorrow morning. I think morning. we should probably call your dad first. But in the... I know. She's not coming home. She found a new guy. I don't know. I don't know. His name is John. He's outside. He had a bag of cocaine and a smile on his face. You knew when she put those Jordashes on that she was I not know, coming home. I know. She's different. She's changed, she, man. She, once she goes to the city. This is what happens when you bring her to the city and she has a glass of Cabernet. Patrick wasn't gay before he moved to the city. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like that Helen Hunt on drugs movie. Fabulous. Classic. What? All right. Did, Remember when Helen Hunt was on drugs and she jumped out the window? No time, no time. No time, okay, right, okay, all right. We're being pushed along by our producer. You know what it's time for, though? <laughs> I don't know. It's time for <laughs> Instagram mail, Instagram mail. Your friends wrote to us, now we're talking to you. I'm worried that my mother didn't make it back downstairs. Every time then she took a Snickers from a place. And then she had some Lee Press on nails and she said, do you want to see my nails? Up close. Hey, sailor! Yeah, wow, that was something. All right, so now it's time where we take your questions on Instagram mail. You can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial on your Instagrams or your Twitter, but who's on Twitter anymore because Elon Musk ruined everything, didn't he? It's always that sure. nerd that comes to a party and shuts everything down. So we have Instagram mail questions. We take your questions every week, and then we will attempt to give you an answer. We are completely unqualified to do so. So you want to give it to us, Patty? I'll give it to you, Gary. And my mother. I'm, okay. She's good. Dear Pod, I'm a 29-year-old woman who wants to get Botox. My friends say I'm crazy. I'm too young to start filling my face with chemicals, but I have crow's feet and too many expression lines in my forehead. They think I'm seeing things and warn me that once I start, I won't be able to stop. Is 29 too young for Botox? And is it true that if I start, I will have to keep it up for the rest of my life? Signed, Probo. Mm. Dear Pro, I hate to break it to you, but you've been filling your body with chemicals since your first bowl of Lucky Charms cereal. Yeah, they're magically delicious, but they'll also magically give you diabetes. Soda, cereal, Pop Rocks, Fun Dip, and wine. Yes, wine the hell is in it? Try and find a label of ingredients on that magnum-sized bottle of yellowtail that you like so much. Mm. I'll wait. Other than grapes, what is in it? What is the filler? Who knows? But I bet you there's a chemical or two in there. Now, if you want to put needles in your face to make yourself feel better, go for it. If the excuse is chemicals, I say, ha. If the excuse is that you don't really need it, make sure whoever is giving you this advice is actually on your side. Consider this. When a bride gets married, it's her day and wants to be the center of attention. That's why she chooses the hideous bridesmaid's dresses so that she's the prettiest girl there. Poor Laura Ashley has been making even the most beautiful bridesmaid into a homely, sad, homeschooled shut-in for years. Oh. Remember that a little goes a long way and a lot makes you look like Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. Oh. And Botox isn't like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. You can still age gracefully, or wear sunglasses, or veils, or hats, long sleeves, pants. Christ, you'll be halfway to becoming a mime. 
Something to consider in your second act of life, perhaps. And just like my Aunt Sue used to say, just because you're getting older doesn't mean you have to look like shit. The more you know. Wow. Little rainbow. Yeah, that was lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Here's Anne's answer to Pro Bo. Okay. Dear Bo, if you were looking for someone to talk you out of this miracle toxin, you wrote to the wrong broad. I am 100% Pro Bo. I am so, so all about the bow. Sure, it came to me later in life as I was born in the Mesozoic era. <laughs> but believe me, if facial paralysis by way of neurotoxin proteins were trendy when I was your age, I would pump my face full of more filler than a Nathan's hot dog. Aside from the obvious beauty benefits, there are many other positive side effects of Botox. You'd be amazed at the better choices you make because you can no longer scowl. When your face can no longer send angry signals to your brain, you'd be surprised at your improved mood. I'd go so far as to say Botox has helped my marriage. Anytime I get angry at Jules, I think about how much money I have invested in my face. Say the toilet paper roll is empty. Instead of taking the extra three seconds to change it, he places a fresh roll on top of the empty one. I could get my Irish up, but instead I say to myself, don't stress your Botox. Let's talk about this calmly. And then pick it up again in three months when the Botox wears off. Because let's be honest, Botox may get rid of crow's feet, but not my grudges. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised how many people get it done. Botox is like picking your nose. No one talks about it, but everyone does it. And with the average life expectancy now coming in around 120 years old, the sooner you start kicking the can of aging down the road, the better. You gotta build a retaining wall to stop a mudslide, am I right? You're like most 29-year-old women, a strong, independent person with a mind of her own and a healthy dose of body dysmorphia placed there by a society who refuses to let women age gracefully. So in the words of Poet Laureate Kevin Hart, you do you, boo-boo. But if you do, go to the rejuvenation clinic and use my name as a referral. I wanna get 50 bucks off my next treatment. Good luck, you anti-aging son of a bitch, and happy Botoxing. And so good. Thank you. So good. So, wait, Botox is so good, or the answer's so good? Right. Both. Uh, do you do? Right next thing oh, 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 my God. He's, so, he's an angry so man. He's an angry small. This is what happens when you let him out of the cage. I'm telling you. Put him back so there. Mean. But just tell me, do you, do you like Botox? Um, I can't really commit to an answer this time. Okay, good. Because I'll just I can't move my face. Oh my God. You don't know it, but I'm really supportive of you right now. No, I don't know. I just can't. Thank uh, you. Okay, I got to take my belly button ring out. Because you know what it's time for? It's time for a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. We're drinking some stuff and we're taking out my belly button ring. My mother's already hammered. Don't give her anything else to drink. It's really bad. I think she has a new boyfriend. Oh, look at this. Thank you so much. This is very exciting. This week's specialty cocktail is the Commissioner Gordon. That's right. The mean streets of Gotham need the muscle of James Jules Ferris tonight. Just look for his signal in the sky. It's a giant martini glass. For this, you will need two ounces of Viking blood mead, one ounce of Carpano Botanic, Botanic, I think I said that right, one dash of cardamom bitters. And here's what you're gonna wanna do. In a mixing glass, all, add all ingredients, add ice and stir, pour into an ice-filled rocks glass, and garnish with an orange quill. And here are Jules's tasting notes on the Commissioner Gordon. 
Boy, do I love a bartender who's up for a challenge and thinks out of the box. Take Lauren Billings, bar manager extraordinaire at Caveat in New York City, for example. Yeah! Her obstacle is that Caveat is located 167 feet from a synagogue and the club does not have any whiskeys or other spirits. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, what she does is takes her years of expertise behind the bar, or the stick as we say in the field, and steer whiskey drinkers to something richer with more depth, the Commissioner Gordon. A take on the old-fashioned, this Viking blood mead steps in as, a, as whiskey and sugar. Carpano, Botanic, Botan... Oh, my God, I swear to God. It's 11 o'clock at night at this point. Carpano, Botanic bitters is the vermouth and cardamom bitters top it off. The mead is Danish. The cardamom flavor is Scandinavian. The bartender is Norwegian. Once you take a sip of this one-of-a-kind libation, you will have the strength and confidence of a Viking and conquer your obnoxious neighbors in apartment 32B. Lastly, the orange wheel garnish sticks out like a bat signal in the night, calling on all Cape Crusaders to take a load off and belly up to the bar. Down the hatch, ladies and gents, this is the Commissioner Gordon, as courtesy of Caveat in NYC. Take a sippy sip. Ooh. Ooh. It's like Christmas with my family. Excuse me? It's a spicy filled with um, personality. This is like one of those, um, it's, like a, it's like a holiday punch. It is. It is very like holiday punchy. like after the fifth punchy. one, that's when you really tell your family. Yeah, you. exactly. You're adopted. Right. Yeah, that's when the uh, truth comes out. Really, yeah. It's like, I know your dad cheats on his taxes. <laughs> I'll have another one. I think it's blood, not blood. Blood. Oh, well. Oh, well, you know what? You win some, you it lose It feels some. like blood. Yeah. So this is, do not put blood it's in your specialty cocktail. FYI, this is just a disclaimer. It has nothing to do with caveat. Do not drink blood. I mean, unless you're into that sort of thing. I don't know. I have a belly button ring. Should you listen to me? I didn't make good choices. I'll answer that. Okay. No. No. Okay. You good. should not. I am 100% taking my belly button ring out tonight. No. No. I don't want to let you. Why is it something we all say? <laughs> All uh, twos of fives of you have, have influenced me. I mean, me. look at how beautiful they are. In the, oh, mm. it's no longer. And that is the Commissioner Gordon, ladies and gentlemen. you got to try it if you haven't already. you got to get to Caveat in NYC. How are we feeling tonight? Woo! Awesome. You guys, I want to thank you so much for coming out to the Lower East Side in the middle of a week on a Wednesday late at night for getting babysitters for closing shows just so that you could see Dear Pod. I assume that Phantom of the Opera was like, Dear Pod is going to be performing in the middle of the week and people have to go and see it softly and gently. Are you Andrew Lloyd Webber? Well, I think I am a little. Aren't we all a little Andrew Light? It is, yeah. It's the the kind of froggish look. Nice. I love him dearly. Yes. So I just want to send a shout out and thank everybody for coming out to Caveat this evening. A little special extra thank yous to um, everybody here. Alex, Kurt, Mariposa, and Lauren behind the bar. I thank you guys so much for taking good care of us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming out tonight. Thank you to my co-host, Patrick. Thank you to Jules behind the bar at the Maha Tiki Lounge tonight. Have a great night, everybody! everybody!
This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.